0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome in and welcome back. This is episode eight of Beyond Basic. I'm so excited to be back. Kayla Anderson here with the lovely Ella Giovanni. Ella, how was your New Year's? How was your Christmas? I'm so excited we're back on this thing.
1: I know it's like gotta get back on back on the bike here, right? Uh, I know, but it feels good. Uh, Christmas and New Year was was great. It was good to be home with my family, and then gotta get gotta get
0: back to the grind. Okay, uh, that's hey, that's my life. That's my life, baby. <laughs> um, what a what a week it was. I feel like this week has been like so long because there's been so much going on with not only the holiday season but then we have all the sports that go along sports. with it because I feel like my eyeballs are
1: going to fall out. I I've watched so
0: many games. It's because sports doesn't end, right? I mean, no. our job goes on no matter what time of the season it is, and I was really excited for you specifically <laughs> because um your Eagles, your Eagles, Eagles did what they needed to do and they made the playoffs.
1: They rose from the dead, basically. They I mean, did. Nick Foles doing what Nick Foles does mm-hmm. at the end of the season into the postseason. Um, playing the Bears, which for me is so cool. Now living in Chicago, it's my first year living in Chicago, and the Eagles are coming to Soldier Field to play the Bears in the playoffs. I think is so so cool. It's funny because the Bears are the reason the Eagles, part of the reason why the Eagles are playing in the playoffs, because they won yeah, on Sunday. Exactly. The Bears had to win, and the Eagles had to win to get into the playoffs, and both did just that. Um, so I'm so excited for the game on Sunday. And it's going to be really interesting.
0: Well, I, unfortunately, um, last, uh, <laughs> what was it, Sunday, Sunday night football, which was incredible, the the environment in Nashville, as they played the Colts that night, the fans showed up. I got to sh- give a shout out to the fans in Nashville. They really showed up for that game. Um, Marcus Mariota, we found out early in the morning that he was not playing. And I think everybody was just thrown for a complete loop because we we expected him to play Ella we were like right. this guy's playing and right. they say that he's out and a doctor said that if he did try to play he could further damage that you know that right arm for the future and so there was just so much going on um but you know those guys gave it their all i mean they absolutely did every single thing they could to try to win that game and they just you know the colts were the better team when it all comes Mm -hmm. down to it that the titans have suffered so many injuries this season but um i just i had such a blast covering them this year what a personable group what a well-respected group of guys who just works really hard and uh, shout out to Mike Rabel for a great first year so uh that was a that was a hard one but you know what you can't always win and you gotta just look at yourselves in the mirror and figure out what to fix next season but speaking of the Titans Ella I'm extremely excited for this week's guest because he is a former Titan
1: He's a former tie and a former bear, so a lot of connections here. Um, I am so excited to get started with this interview, so Kayla, why don't, you, why don't you bring him in?
0: Well, it's now time to introduce our guest for this week, and it is somebody that I've actually known for a long time because I covered him when I lived in Missoula, Montana, and he played for the University Of Montana it is Mark Mariani former pro for not only the Tennessee Titans but the Chicago Bears he was a seventh round pick in a 2010 draft out of Montana now doing real estate here in Nashville along with some high school coaching and sports talk radio welcome in (laughs) mr. Mark Mariani how you doing
2: I'm doing great guys thank you so much for having me yeah all that list it's like whoa where does time go flies all of a sudden it's
0: crazy (laughs) and you know speaking of where does the time go How has been life been for you the past several months with all this different stuff, you know, going from being a professional in the league to now doing about three or four things?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, in in all honesty, my last game was the 2016 season. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't play in 2017, but I had the mindset that I was still going, you know, I was training every day. I started the off season just like any other, and, and I was a free agent, and so Started training out Southern California, and I was doing my thing, and and uh, you know I was taking calls every week last year during the season, and nobody pulled the trigger, which you know it, it's a little disappointing, but it is what it is. So this is really my first year out mentally, and it's been different. It's been a challenge, you know. I, I didn't. I didn't really have a game plan. I knew some things I wanted to do. I knew what I loved to do. I knew I needed to be back in Nashville for a little bit to check out the opportunities, but I settled into the real estate world and, and that gave me the freedom and the flexibility to, uh, to say yes to some volunteer high school football coaching, as well as doing the radio stuff for the Titans um, for 104.5 The Zone, 3HL and those kind of things. Um, so I'm just staying busy, and uh, life after football is interesting. It's a big learning curve, but uh, it's fun, and, and I'm in a great city, so all good things. Well, your
1: backstory in terms of football is a bit of an interesting one. You were a standout athlete in your hometown in Montana, lettering in basketball, football, and tennis, and then you walked on at Montana. What was that like, kind of stepping into that role, you know, being a standout in high school and then having to to prove yourself to earn a spot on that roster?
2: Yeah, it was very interesting. I mean, I, I had a dream when I was growing up, you know, to play for the Montana Grizzlies, and that was it. I mean, Kayla, Kayla can tell you, it's a, it's, it's a big deal in that neck of the woods up in up in Montana, and we don't have any pro teams, so that's as big as it gets, and I went to a Grizz game at Washington Grizzlies Stadium probably when I was eight years old or whatever, and my dad likes to tell a story that I looked at him and said, hey, I am want to play football here someday, and so that was my dream and I was of course just like the story goes I was a little bit undersized and you know not quite strong enough not quite fast enough all those things um they actually offered me a preferred walk on scholarship <clears throat> early early in the summer and then they pulled it from me and so uh without the without the support of um my mom and my dad and you know them being able to help me and and you know pushed me into chasing my dream. I may not have made it, but I decided to go to the University of Montana as a non-preferred walk-on after school started, um, and grind it out. And it was, you know, it was some of the toughest years of my life going from, a, uh, you know, what I thought was a stud in high school, uh, and then getting the call and chasing my dream. And it wasn't as glamorous as I thought those first few months, but, uh, you know, without those early years, I, you know, and, and that experience I had in fighting through adversity, I really don't think I'd be here. I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now. And and so it was all part of the path. And to be able to excel at my dream school, to go from a walk-on to, you know, build my way up through special teams and, and then as a returner and then work my way in on offense, you know, it's really just was an incredible journey. And, and I love, you know, nothing nothing's more fun to me than my years back at the University of Montana Um And so a lot of gratitude goes to them and coach coach out, but it's been a fun ride.
0: And you, speaking of Montana, Mark, because I was there for three years in Missoula, Montana, and I didn't know really what to expect when I got there because I had already covered, you know, Auburn and Alabama at that point of my career early on. So when I got to Montana, I was like, okay, FCS football, okay, it's a small little town, I cannot describe to you guys unless I think you were there just what it was like to cover the University of Montana. Um football is so huge there. The fans are so extremely passionate and there's just something special about that city, that program. Mark, like how would you describe it as a player?
2: It was so interesting. <clears throat> Kayla, you were there. I mean, it was just It was interesting because we were in the midst of you know 12 straight big sky championships Mm -hmm. and we were in the midst you know my senior class went 54 and six (laughs) two national championship appearances and and you know to be honest with you we didn't even know what we were doing we didn't have any (laughs) idea how cool it was you know i go back i went back to grizzcat this year and we got our butts kicked and and lost in the last play of the game, which we don't have to spend any more time talking about, but, you know, they're, 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 you know, they finished 500 or or a little bit below it, whatever. And it's a challenge. And it's so hard to win football games. And so going there and and getting into that program when it was, um, you know, turning like that and then being able to be a part of it. Um, you know, it wasn't always easy. We had some close games and we, you know, we battled and battled through adversity, but you know, for a lot of my time there, we were the, the top, First, second, third, fourth seed in the country, and you get everybody's best shot every each and every week. And Kayla, you hit on it, you know it's it's an environment mm-hmm. up there that is pretty special. And, and obviously I moved to SEC country and got my eyes open to a whole new sure. ball game, but you know where, where we're from in small town, Montana in the Northwest, I mean, it's a It's a cool, cool spot, and I think anybody's that that has been to Missoula on game day has it's really left an impression on them and it was just an honor to be a part of it and uh, it was a pretty special run we had up there with that class
1: well, let's fast forward then after college. 2010 you were taken in the seventh round of the NFL draft by the Titans you ended up having a pro bowl season as a return specialist what was that experience like for you did you feel like being a seventh round pick that kind of like in college you still had so much to prove at the professional level
2: yeah I mean I think it started all over again I mean as a as a late seventh rounder you don't you're you're not you, your chances of making the team are not great um even making the practice squad isn't isn't a lock and you know all of a sudden you get the phone call and you're on an emotional high and everything's good and you're dreaming. you come in the locker room and you you get to see all the guys and the titans logo and wear the shield and then you go oh man so it's here but now the work begins and so my you know that that draft in in may to you know the the call that I'm a pro bowler, that all happened in like a six-month span. Yes. And so it was a whirlwind. It was so much fun. I mean, you know, listen, I, 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 I got there. I got to Nashville. I saw, you know, guys from USC, right. guys from UCLA, guys from Florida State, guys from Georgia. And I had my moment of, you know, I had, I had my moment of, all right, these guys are big time, you know. All that stuff, you know, it's it's wide-eyed, and, and the locker room's cool. Vince Young's hanging out with Chris Johnson <laughs> all there. And so I had those moments, but then I thought, all right, here we go. I, I got to grind. Yeah. I have to grind. There's no other way. Um, they drafted Damian Williams in the third round from USC in front of me to do the exact same thing I was in there trying to do. They didn't have a a return man, um, so that position is up for grabs. Um, and I just, you know, whenever opportunity knocked, I just tried to kick the door down and I ended up having a really good preseason and, you know, the night before cuts, I, I just,
1: I can't imagine. I, 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 I cannot imagine. I,
2: I was not confident. Yeah. I was not confident.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was not confident. Every time coach Watterson, who's the grim reaper, he's the one that walks around and yep. gets guys. Every time he even came close to me, you just like
0: hard knocks, you right? You—if you, You've seen it.
2: It's so true. It's so true. It's exactly like that. And it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's miserable. You know, it's, it's a huge chunk of the guys. you you have a 90 man locker room that has to be cut to 53 yeah, that's, that's, you know, 40% of the, the roster. So, you know, it's, it's intense, but once I, uh, once I, I think once I got the opportunity and they said, all right, you're going to start at return. I think it was the third game of the preseason. I just thought to myself, listen, I have nothing to lose. I just got to go for it. Like, what are you afraid of now? So I just hit it as hard as I could. It worked out for me. And we came out of the gates hot. I was on a great special teams unit uh, with a bunch of vet guys who um, I just got to see, actually, for alumni weekend. But just really fun. And, and uh, that experience was amazing. And to be a 23-year-old Montana boy at the, at, in Hawaii at the Pro yeah. Bowl was, I mean, there, are, there really are no words to describe that.
0: Um, You know, as many highs as you had, yeah, rookie season – I just remember watching this because I was still at Montana at the time, and you know we show all your highlights every time, which was a lot um, in that first season. <laughs> but I remember, you know, that day that you broke your leg. Um, the next season, and and I know you don't like to talk about it that much, but it's a part of the professional career. I mean, you see athletes go through huge injuries all the time, and I don't think a lot of us really understand what it takes to overcome it and to work to get back to where you were. I mean, what was that process even like?
2: Yeah. I mean, so the way it actually played out is I played my rookie season and had a bunch of success. I played my second season and had a good year. I actually had very comparable numbers to my rookie year, um, my second season. Uh, and then it was in that third season and that third season for me was really a, a kind of a, leap you know leapfrog mm-hmm. year for me where where I'm the return man but now I want right. to start playing some sure. offense and get in the slot a little bit and um and so I was battling I was battling for that slot position I was battling for that third fourth wide receiver on the roster and uh and that was hard for me that happened in the third preseason game um and you know broke my leg and, and uh you know it it you kind of get into that down moment or that sort of rock bottom moment where it's like, well, here, here's the deal. Like, I mean, I could either just fold or I could just do what I always used to do. And that's show up as a non-preferred walk on and, and try to get better every single day. And you know, the Titans were absolutely phenomenal to me. They said, listen, here's the deal. Usually when this happens, um, you can people go outside the facility and they rehab and they do their thing until they get better. And then they come back, whatever. We want you here every Mm -hmm. single day. We want you every single day. You're a huge part of this program. Um, and so I was, Oh man, those four white walls of a training Uh. room are not a fun place to be, but you know, it's just one of those things I always tell, you know, coaching, I tell my kids is if you get better every single day, and you stack your chips one day at a time. Great things will happen. It's hard to stay positive when you have these big goals of um, being back on the field and getting that getting that slot slot receiver position, all that stuff. But you can't work. Right. <laughs> you know. So there's no, and it doesn't happen overnight. So it's those little days where, you know, you you have to just push yourself to get better every single day. And you know, 24 hour 24 hour scoreboard, and that's kind of what I did. And you know, I don't think a lot of people know this, but it was nasty. I had to go wow. get three or four cleanup Ugh. surgeries, and I had to get a, I had to get a cl- uh, tendon clipped. So it actually kept me out basically the better part yeah. of two years um, to, to, to deal with all that. And, again, the Titans were phenomenal. I saw every specialist in the country trying to figure out what was going on. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, just keep grinding on a daily basis. And I, and I knew where I had been, obviously, and I knew where I wanted to go. Um, but it was tough. It was really hard to go from those highs and to be, you know, starting to get in the offensive rotation and then get, uh, get, get the adversity bug hit you again.
1: So eventually you were released by the Titans and you signed with the bears. Now I live in Chicago right now, so it's been cool to be in the city where the bears are experiencing a lot of success for the first time in several years. But what was that experience like for you, that process coming to a new city and a new team and, in a way, starting over.
2: Yeah, very interesting. It's, it's you know, we always watch across the bottom line and on Center or whatever, and guys are released, guys are cut, picked up here, picked up there. And you don't, you kind of forget, you got families, you got people moving around. And so walking into a new building is always a little bit interesting. And But I got to be honest with you, and I, I'm the same with, with you, Ella, is that I love seeing the Chicago Bears have success right now because... Wearing that emblem and that logo on my helmet <clears throat> was one of the greatest honors of my life. Uh, being in an organization, it's been family owned, that basically founded the NFL, you know, 100 years ago. It was just so, so cool. And Chicago's an amazing city. So, you know, walking in the building there, I knew they needed a return, man. They got, they, they brought me in the door to um, to do that, to fill that role. I remember the first week I was there, the special teams coach, Joe DiCamiles, he, uh, I showed up on a Wednesday he brought the rookie punter outside and <clears throat> he goes, all right, <laughs> we're going to punt to you and see if you can handle this win. It was just blur. It was a blizzard. It was blusters. It was windy. Good Chicago crazy. weather. <laughs> and Pat O'Donnell and I, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. You, you realize yeah, that's the norm yeah. after it doesn't take too long, but uh, Pat O'Donnell, O'Donnell and I went outside and and he started hitting me balls. I'm sure he was pissed to be <laughs> out there, but, but, but I, uh, I caught every one and, and I, you know, I think I impressed the coach, so um, he goes, "All right, you're starting on Sunday." So I go from sitting on the couch for half the season and and kind of being a free agent and, and working out on my own to re- returning punts and kicks for the Bears. You know, in three days, so it was awesome. That's it was incredible. so much fun, and yeah, it was it was a cool experience, and and uh, you know, the, the greatest blessing in disguise. And I don't even know why they did it, but they signed me to a two year deal. And uh, and so I, I got the opportunity to come back the following season, which probably was, you know, one of the best seasons of my career because I got to play some offense. So it, it was it was great. And, you know, coming back that season, um, the second season in Chicago, uh, I, I played you know six, seven hundred snaps on offense and started in the slot the last 10 games. And, man, it was just that to, to go from, you know, that third preseason game in 2012 to be starting, you know, on Thursday, on Thanksgiving night, prime wow. time it, at Lambeau field, <clears throat> you know, for the Chicago bears, beat beat the green Bay Packers on Brett Favre retired night, And, and I get, and I get that's the game amazing. ball because I'm a,
1: that's out of a movie. That's ball. out of a movie. It is out of a
2: movie. And here's the best part is I'm the biggest, I was the biggest cheese yep. head in the world. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> biggest cheese head in the world. And so, Um, that's, that's, uh, that's, it was just unbelievable.
0: You know, Mark, and you actually came back and played one more season with the Titans after that. I missed you by like one season. I was so mad because when I got the job here in Nashville, I was thinking, maybe I get a cover mark one more season in the professional, like, aspect of things. I know. Um, but it was so funny because when I got here, I think you were like, wait, are you in Nashville? What's going on? <laughs> I said, yeah. But, you know, you decided to stay here in Nashville and move your fam, you know, move your family here. Um, yeah. And why the choice to maybe stay in Nashville? I mean, I know you go back to montana a lot and i know your wife is from california but why kind of put your your roots here
2: yeah i mean after after being cut by the bears which was the most you know sort of blindsided me that was that was a tough one for me to swallow uh when john robinson called i mean yeah it was the titans it was the same organization but it was a totally different team i mean Mm -hmm. the roster had turned over so much uh the front office had turned over the coaching staff had turned over multiple times yeah um and and so being you know, getting the opportunity to come back to Nashville was amazing, but, you know, I think that the answer to your question is that we always kept a home here, we always spent time here, and from the moment I stepped foot in Nashville, the city has treated me so great, yep. uh, I have amazing friends here, obviously my family's still back in Montana, so they are a ways away, but uh, I just wanted to, I wanted to see what this city had, this is, this is the most energetic, vibrant city on the planet, and, um, uh, you know, my, my wife and I live smack dab in the middle of it. We're right close to downtown. And um, I just love it. I, I love it. I love the people. I love the energy. I love, you know, the Titans organization. Uh, they've treated me so well throughout the years. And I just knew, you know, there, there'll be a point in my life where I go back to Montana, but sure. I, I just knew that I needed to be here for a little bit and to see what opportunities were here and, and, and to kind of chase a, the next chapter of my life, uh, to start out in Nashville.
1: We definitely found a lot of opportunities. Like you said earlier, you're always keeping busy. But do you ever miss playing the game? You know, when guys retire from the NFL, they always talk about how tough that transition is from from playing basically your whole life and then transitioning to life after football. And I don't think people from the outside really understand how tough that transition is for players because I think they look at kind of the money signs and think well they're set up for life or you know they made a ton of money but to guys who really just love the game like you do it's it's more about that camaraderie in the locker room and and those Sundays that you get to go out and and play in front of the city that you're representing so for you what has that transition been like
2: yeah and and to be honest with you I thought I was more prepared than anybody I I was a walk-on so I I paid for my school and I went to school and I got my degree and I was ready to throw a business suit on and it and is. I was so lucky and fortunate to have some success on the field and blessed at, at this whole journey we've been talking about. So, you know, when I thought about post, post-career, post I was like, man, I'm, I'm ready for this. I, I can handle this. Uh, but in reality, it is it is extremely difficult. And I think, you know, I think, um, I think just from the outside looking in, you're right. I think you see guys who are pampered and, and guys who made too much money and yeah. all that stuff. But the structure and, and the and the environment that's been uh, surrounding me since I was, you know, in middle school is sort of what what I miss. I mean, you you don't have that team vibe. You don't have that locker room. You know, I've tried to feel that adrenal, adrenaline rush, and you know, standing under a punt with two hundred fifty pound linebackers, <laughs> getting paid mm-hmm. millions of dollars to take your head off, uh, is an is an adrenaline rush that I will not be able to replace um but the most you know the biggest thing is you're right it's it's the locker room it's the guys it's uh running out of the tunnel on game day and and you know we talked a lot about like I said we had alumni week this week and so there was a bunch of guys back and there were there were a few guys that kind of had, had had said a couple things about you know bodies hurt and then not missing it and I just said you guys are crazy man I miss it every day I miss it every day and and, you know, I, I've tried to stay close to the game, tried to do some coaching and some radio stuff, but, um, I'm still not that far removed from it. So it still hurts me it's a little fresh, bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I going to games is a little bit tough and, you know, they ask me to <laughs> break down games and analyze the turners. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I mean, I still got a little gas left in the sure. tank. <laughs> <laughs> if John Robinson calls me, man, I'll be there in a heartbeat. Sure. But,
1: sure. But no,
2: I mean, it's Heard it good. here
1: first, right? Yeah, yeah exactly right.
2: <laughs> hey, put it out. Put it out. Uh, but I think I think Father Time is undefeated, and and uh, guys, guys, you know it, it comes to an end for everybody, and it all happens in different ways. And for me, I, I, uh, you know, I gave it everything I had, and um, fortunately, in real estate, I found something that I love again. Um, I enjoy it, but there's not going to be for me. There's not going to be any replacing mm-hmm. <clears throat> that uh, that feel of of the locker room, and you know, 53. Well, shoot, 75 guys. Um, that are all in the same room working toward one common goal, uh, grinding every single day. I mean, guys get to the facility at 6 a.m., don't leave till 8 p.m. every day. I mean, it's just the time you spend and the work you put in and the preparation. It's just, I mean, it's the greatest team sport on the planet. So it just takes that commitment, and I've been doing it since I was 10 years old. So, you know, it's not like a rec league you can go throw pads on again. So I do miss it. I miss it right now. I think the season – has made me miss it more, but um, yeah, I'm just uh, life after football is is good as well. You know, there's a lot less stress and <laughs> sure. a lot, a lot, a lot, to, uh, a lot to be thankful for over here at the Mariani household. But <laughs> it's definitely been uh, been tough at points to to go into the football stadium and and uh, and not not be able to be out there with the guys.
0: Well, we really appreciate you, Mark. I I wanted to get you on this podcast because this podcast is all about kind of going beyond the basics of sports, beyond the X's and O's. And I've covered a lot, I mean, a lot of athletes in my career. And you're definitely one of the athletes, I think, that has really stuck out to me along this whole journey just because of what you've gone through and your attitude. So we really appreciate you jumping on. Um, For the Mm -hmm. folks out there, because you're fun to follow on social media, where can they follow you on social media?
2: Yeah, you can find me. I'm I'm all around. But thank you so much for saying that, Kayla. We've we've had a fun journey together.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm on Instagram Mark eighty seven and Twitter Mark eighty. I'll get them all synced up at some point. <laughs> but uh, but uh, and Facebook as well Mark eighty three. So you can th- throw all my numbers in there. You, it's yeah. A smorgasbord. But uh. But yeah, no, it's it's been amazing, and, and thank you so much for having me on and getting to tell my story and I hope you guys have a ton of success and, and a happy holiday season.
0: Thanks, Thanks
1: so, so much, Mark. much, Mark. All right, guys, take
2: care. Thank you, you
0: too. All right, bye. Yeah, well, it's easy to see why he was, uh, and you know, still is, I guess, one of my favorite players that I've ever covered, no matter what sport it is. Uh, this guy's just so personable. Mark is is a personable guy, and not only that, I wanted to say congratulations to him and his wife because uh, they are new parents. And so awesome. yeah, Mark just had. A little baby so um congrats to them on that too he's a, he's a wonderful guy he's he's so great i actually got to
1: meet him in person when i visited you in nashville yeah and he's just as cool if not cooler in person than he was in this interview like you said so personable very just positive he, he brings a great energy to the table and i love the stories he shared because like we talked about, he wasn't a, you know, first-round draft-picked flashy kind of guy. Oh, no. And what he's done for himself just through pure hard work and passion for the game is so, so great. And my favorite story, obviously, was when he got to play um, in Green Bay mm-hmm. as, as a Chicago Bear on that Thanksgiving. Um, and how his career really just came full circle, and he just had such a great a great career kind of high at that moment
0: yeah my favorite thing about this business ella is i've i've been so many places and i just really take pride in people that i've covered when they just started you know and while Mm -hmm. i didn't cover him cover him in high school i covered him at his peak at montana and to be able to watch him you know through the years go through the times of the NFL and then even now and seeing him have success after football and he's doing a lot with, you know, radio and TV. Now it makes me, I feel like like a proud mom or a proud (laughs) sister or something like I love these people that you see do big things and you see do positive things with their life. Uh, whether that be still in the game or after the game, no matter what it is, it is so great to have those type of people out in our communities and society.
1: I, and he's great on air. He's great I know, right? on air. I want to say,
0: Mark, forget the real estate. You're good at this, man. I know. <laughs> Seriously. Go be on TV somewhere. Seriously. <laughs> well, we have really enjoyed coming back and having you guys back here. Uh, took a little break and everything, so I hope you guys enjoyed your time with uh, family and friends but we are back at 2019 I know 2019 I cannot believe it where does the time go but we've got so many exciting guests lined up for 2019 I think we already have most of January and February lined up so we will get to all those people but Ella where can they find us on social media
1: Yeah. So first, if you're listening right now on iTunes, you can click that subscribe button and leave us a rate or review. I was actually looking at the reviews the other day because I love reading everyone's feedback. We we have some new reviews up. So thank you if you have been contributing. And then on social media, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Beyond Basic Pod. Um, We're always cranking out new content and announcing new guests every week. Um, So connect with us there and we'd love to hear from you.
0: All right. Well, you guys have a great rest of the week, and we will see you next Tuesday. Or, sorry, you will hear from us. I got to get that right. I am I know. I am so used to being in front of the, the camera. camera. You will hear from us <laughs> next week.
1: <laughs> Bye, guys. Happy New Year. Bye.